BP added more than $70 billion to the U.S. economy in 2022. Investments like acquiring America's largest biogas producer, Arkea Energy, and starting up new infrastructure in the Gulf of Mexico. It's and, not or. See what doing both means for energy nationwide at bp.com slash investing in America. There's something magical about unboxing. When you unbox BritBox, you uncover a world of British entertainment. Stream the UK's most brilliant series, including new and upcoming seasons of Shetland, Father Brown and Death in Paradise. Plus new originals like Payback, Irving Welsh's Crime and Archie, the story of Hollywood's greatest leading man, Cary Grant. Unbox BritBox and escape to the best of British TV. Stream with a free trial at BritBox.com. The following podcast is a Dear Media production. Welcome to The Bad Broadcast. I'm your host, Maddie Murphy. Hi, everybody. Welcome back to the... Oh, whoa. Whoa, sorry. My phone started playing... Harry Potter because I was watching <laughs> I was watching it this morning when I was getting ready. I don't know what to do, guys. I I can't I okay, I don't really know how to phrase this, but I can't stop watching Harry Potter. I've been watching it for a year. Like I turn it on every single day and I am kind of worried about myself. Like why can't I watch anything else? They're not even like my favorite movies of all time. They're just I don't know, there's something there's something very comforting about them. Anyway, sorry about that. How is everyone doing today? You can answer. I'll leave a pause. On a scale of one to 10, where are you at? I'm at about a seven today. I'm recording this a few days earlier than I normally would. She's on task, which literally never happens. Uh, But we're, yeah, we're going out of town tonight. So I normally record the Wednesday before an episode comes out. So just like four days before. Uh, But I'm recording this one almost a week and a half before. So yeah, it's November 20th right now. And this episode comes out November 29th. I don't know why, but I personally always love in podcasts when they specify when they record. I don't know why. I just used to wonder all the time, like what time of the day is it? Is it weeks in advance? Is it the day of? Who knows? So I just thought I'd, I'd fill you guys in. Anyway, you know how last week I was talking about how I never have like an opening line and so I never know how to start. <laughs> I never how to never know how to start episodes. My producer, my wonderful producer, Nick, he texted me after the episode and he was like, you should have people submit what they think your opening line should be for an episode. And you know me, I got a little, a little over eager and I was like, they can pick one for every single episode or we'll do one for like the whole year. And you know, I... I overcommit myself, but I do think that we should do it for at least one episode. So I'm going to put it up on my on my Instagram story so you guys can submit what you think my opening line should be. Like if any of you listen to Morbid, they always start their episodes with, hey, weirdos, I'm Elena and I'm Ash and this is Morbid. Um, and I wish I had one of those. I guess I kind of have it at the beginning, like before the music starts and it says, I'm Maddie Murphy, welcome to the Bad Broadcast or whatever it says, uh, but that's pre-recorded. So I don't say that every time. Anyway, this is a tangent, but let's continue. I don't have any love hates for you today, but don't worry, they're not gone forever. I'm just going to do them when I have them. 
I feel like that's a good landing point for this segment. When the love-hate gods smile upon me, that's when we'll do it. Uh, But we're just fully getting into our topic right away. Today, we're talking about quote-unquote crazy things that you've done either after a relationship or maybe to get somebody's attention. I don't love the, the word crazy because I feel like crazy is usually the title that women get when they express basically any type of emotion, but especially when it involves calling out the behavior of someone else. Like girls who catch their boyfriends cheating and are rightfully upset will almost always be labeled as crazy by the guy. Always. Okay, not always. That's a blanket statement, but a lot of times. So maybe instead of changing the word, I think that we should reclaim it. We should reclaim the word crazy. So here are some synonyms for the word crazy. And anytime I say the word crazy during the episode, please refer back to these words. This is what I mean. Um, Let's see. Thesaurus, is it thesaurus or thesaurus? Not sure. Um, But according to that, some synonyms are passionate, wild, devoted, excited. I'm going to name the episode that. (laughs) Passionate, wild, devoted, excited. I don't know. In my mind, those rhyme, but they might not. I don't know. It's kind of early in the morning. Anyway, I've had many, 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 many times in my life where I was the one doing the crazy thing. Like one time I got bunion surgery. So I was given an accessible parking pass because I had a cast and like a walking boot. Um, But then towards the end, I went and got it renewed for longer. And the only reason I did that is because there was this guy that I had a crush on. And at his apartment, every single apartment space was taken because it was assigned. The only open apart or the only open parking spot was the accessible parking spot. And so I literally renewed my pass. I never used it. Uh, Like when I could walk fully, I never used it, but I kept it in my car just in case he asked me to come over. And so I would know I had somewhere to park. That is weird. That is weird behavior. Weird vibes, my guy. Um, But anyway, so I've, I've done my crazy things. I've done so, 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 so many. But you know what? I've had more times where a guy I was dating did something even crazier than I I could have even thought of. And you know what people say when a guy likes you and he does something intrusive or obsessive? They say, well, did you lead him on? Well, what happened that made him act like that? What happened between you guys that pushed him to that point? People are much more eager to hear a man's explanation of why he did what he did. And I personally don't feel like women are given that same courtesy until today, until today, that is. I am here to defend. No. I'm here to encourage you to feel all of your feelings. I don't know where I heard this. I don't know if it's like a famous quote. Maybe I heard it on like the Kelly Clarkson show. I don't really know. But I have three words for your emotions. Make it big. Make it big. If you want to be mad, you can be big mad. If you want to be happy, you can be ecstatic. Men get to feel their emotions all over the place, as big as they want. And women are encouraged to be polite, be rational, calm down. Like 89% of murders being committed are by men. So disrespectfully, I'm not sure we're the ones that need to be told to calm down, you know? So we'll probably giggle at some of these, you know, these crazy girl moves. But overall, I hope the message is it's okay that you made it big. 
it's okay that you are feeling these feelings. Keep doing it. Also, I have a I have a sneaking suspicion that most of us have done the majority of the things I'm about to name. So without any further ado, what the hell does that saying even mean? You know, I'm going to do a quick Google without further. Oh, you know what? This is this is a dum-dum club. Okay, just really quick. Without further ado, I was thinking that the word adieu was the French word for goodbye. Like, uh, uh, you know, I bid you adieu. But this one is A-D-O. And the definition, according to the Google, the Google bot, is without any fuss or delay. So there you go. I never knew that. Uh, so without any further ado. Now the sentence sounds weird. Whatever. Move on, Maddie. Let's get in to our crazy girl moves. Maybe some of these were submitted by men. They are completely anonymous. Sometimes people are like, that's not really my name, as you know. And I'm like, I don't know, actually, because I don't even have your email. I don't have your name. I don't have where you're from. I just get the stories. So here we go. She says, after a breakup in college, I pretended like I got free tickets to an out-of-state college football game and invited my ex to go with me so he would think I was cool and so I could spend some time with him. I had actually bought the tickets. He went and we did not get back together. Anytime you find yourself purchasing tickets that you yourself are not excited for, especially sports, like when you find yourself doing that, it's time to reevaluate. It's time to really have a conversation with yourself about what you are doing. I've said it a million times. I can't even tell you how many things I, I pretended to like because a guy I had a crush on liked it or he was going somewhere and I wanted to be all interesting and like supportive and know a lot about it. It's so embarrassing. And it's also a very dangerous game, my friends. Very dangerous game because you could get stuck dating somebody who thinks you're into that. Like you guys know, I used to pretend to be really into sports. I could have easily married somebody who thought I was into sports and thought that's like what our life was going to be together. Can you even imagine? Oh my gosh. This episode of The Bad Broadcast is sponsored by Babelash. Sponsored by my babes at Babelash. Babelash is a results-driven and performance-based cosmetic brand based here in Salt Lake City. My neighbors, I love them. Their formulas are designed for maximum effectiveness so you can discover how they work for you, not just if they work. I also have the best news. Today is Cyber Monday. November 29th, if you're listening to this on the day it comes out, Babelash is having a huge sale. So you can get 25% off of all of their products. And if you use my code, it will stack on top of that discount. Also, if you spend $225, you'll get a free essential serum. The essential serum is probably, uh, it's hard to decide which one of their products is my favorite, but I do love the essential serum. It is their number one award-winning product and it makes your lashes look longer over time with consistent use. Results can be seen in as little as two to four weeks, which means you could have long, fluttery, fluffy looking lashes by Christmas. So if you go to babelash.com and use the code BAD, you will get 15% off. Again, today, Cyber Monday, you will also get an additional 25% off. Why have boring lashes when you can have babe lashes? I thought of that and I was really excited to say that line. No, I do. I love their products. I think they make amazing Christmas gifts, stocking stuffers, anything. So hop on today, use my code and get a massive discount on all of their products. Again, that's babelash.com, B-A-B-E-L-A-S-H.com, code BAD. 
Hey girl, hey, welcome to Taste of Taylor, my weekly podcast. I'm your host, Taylor Strecker. You might know me from Sirius XM Radio. I mean, I was there for like 12 years after all, but then Howard Stern allegedly got jealous of me, so I had to leave. I was actually able to pull myself up by the bootstraps and start my own podcast, Taste of Taylor, which is now officially with Dear Media. I'm so excited to say that. Ha! So I promise you in this podcast, you're going to either learn about something, you're going to be inspired by someone that's like always coming from a perspective of like humor, then this is the place for you. I hope you enjoy this little snack. Okay, next. After my ex dumped me, I tweeted, I have an extra ticket to the Mac Miller concert if anyone wants to go with me. I did not have an extra ticket. I actually didn't have any tickets. I just wanted my ex to be sad, thinking I had bought the tickets for us, and now he didn't get to go. Rip Mac Miller. Rest in peace. I feel like he was such a good guy, such a sweetie. That's how I think he should be remembered. I know that's not the point of the story. I felt like we should mention that. All right, next. She says, I would text him at night and then tell him in the morning I didn't remember because I had taken Ambien or Xanax or something. This is such a good one. <laughs> oh my gosh, this is such a good one. I uh, I like taking Ambien. I only do it. I only do it very rarely, very rarely, like on on international flights or things like that. But I am always hoping that my subconscious like kind of works through some things or maybe confronts people who have wronged me. I don't know, but it doesn't. It doesn't. Ambien only makes me like see owls in my bathtub. All right, next. She says, after a toxic boyfriend and I broke up, I wanted to st- him to still think about me, obviously. So I would start to type a message on Snapchat so that my name would pop up on his phone, like so-and-so is typing. And then I would never send it. He was just left to think about what he lost. Love you and live in my bad broad sweatshirt. Oh, the bad broad sweatshirts are still available on Dear Media if you guys still want one. But let's go back to this Snapchat thing because here's what I love about women. I mean, there's very few things that I don't love about women, but the main thing I love is the resourcefulness. Like she went through, she thought, how can I pop up on his screen at any time without having to actually interact with him? It's like texting him and implanting yourself into their brain without even having to say anything. I think that's a good one. I mean, I think there's a few of these that you guys are going to want to keep in your back pocket just to have, have on deck in case somebody wrongs you. Okay, next. She says, I met this guy on Tinder and he was extremely hot. I was super shocked he was talking to me. We exchanged numbers. Well, first of all, that's not true. That's not true. I bet you're hot. I bet he was a five. I bet you're a nine. We exchanged numbers and then he started sending me very sexual messages and it made me uncomfortable because at that point in my life, I had never even kissed anyone. He then sent me a picture of his bulge (laughs) through Snapchat and I said, I'm uncomfortable. So I blocked him and deleted all his contact info. Then a week went by and like a psycho, I went and looked for his number on my parents' T-Mobile bill, found it and started messaging him again. We ended up having a hookup once a year for like six years and then we would block each other and then unblock each other. He was also my first kiss. Anyway, now I'm happily married in a super healthy, non-toxic relationship. Love this podcast and you so much. Listen, I listen to a lot of true crime How long does it take investigators to obtain phone records? Days, weeks, months? How long does it take a woman? Sounds like it took her four minutes, maybe less. Oh gosh, I love that. All right. Um, Oh my gosh, you guys. You guys, Lucy had her baby. Oh, she just texted me. 
oh my gosh, Lucy had her baby. She, she didn't announce it. She didn't announce it on her Instagram or anywhere. So a lot of people didn't know she was pregnant, but she had her baby. Look at the baby. Okay. I'm, I'm going to need to put that aside because I need to have adequate time to freak out. Oh my gosh. That is so amazing. Oh, she has so much hair. I love when babies have a lot of hair. There's nothing like your friends having babies. It really is such a special experience. So that's so exciting. Okay. Moving along. I'll, uh, I'll update you guys when, when that, when I can. <laughs> Nobody even knows about it right now as I'm recording, but I know this episode's coming out in like 10 days. So uh, hopefully she announces it by then because it's in this episode now. Okay, moving along to uh, crazy girl things. Here we go. She says, one summer when I was a freshman in college, I had just broken up with my boyfriend because I felt like he had feelings for another girl. Why did I think this? Probably because he went camping with her for an entire weekend, didn't tell me, and then came home like nothing happened. Honestly, you don't do that for somebody you like. You don't make them camp. Maybe he actually hated her. And he was like, you know what I'm going to do? It's such a good prank. I'm going to go camping with her. All right. Uh, She goes on. So I felt justified in my decision to break up with him, but I wasn't necessarily 100% over him. Well, he lived about three miles from my house. And at that point in my life, I was a crazy person and I ran five to six miles a day. That's when I get concerned about your level of crazy. Six miles a day. Sick. All right. So I decided to put on my hottest sports bra and casually jog past his house to let him see what he was missing. Well, right as I was passing his house, the front door opened and my ex <laughs> and outstepped my ex and the girl that I was suspicious about. So I jumped into a bush and I thought I would just hide there until they drove away. Well, jokes on me. They did not drive away. They were just hanging out on his front lawn. So after almost an hour, it was getting dark and I had a decision to make. So instead of waiting them out and running home in the dark, I casually walked out of the bushes, turned around and walked past them like it was totally normal. Not my best moment. Definitely goes in my crazy bracket. I <laughs> I want you guys to put yourself in the guy's situation or even the other girl. You're sitting on your porch and you're there for like an hour and your ex pops up out of your bush and walks past you. I hate to say it, but that might be straight to jail. It might be. I mean, I know your side and I obviously take it, but had that happened to me, I might worry. I might worry about myself. There's nothing There's nothing like an unsuspecting ex encounter. There really isn't. Like thinking about it, like when I feel anxiety, I don't know if this happens to anybody else, but like my chest and my shoulders and my neck get like burning hot, like sweating, hot, constricted, horrible. And the last time I felt that was like when I ran into an ex. There's something about it. So seeing my ex pop out of a bush, I might not do well with that. <laughs> All right, next. Uh, To preface, he was kind of a douche, so this makes me more sad for 19-year-old me, but I was devastated after this breakup. Give 19-year-old you a little grace. I know that I need to give 19 through 27 a little bit of grace. She goes on, like Adele's 25 album just came out and I played it on repeat as loud as it would go. But anyway, me and my friend dated best friends and broke up around the same time. So me and that friend were going to the movies together one night like a month after we had broken up and I was in her car with her and I was like, I miss him so much. I had this brilliant idea to accidentally, quote unquote, accidentally Snapchat him and ask when he wanted to meet for the movie as though I actually meant to send it to my friend that I was with. He opened it, never replied and then unfollowed me on Instagram. But whatever, because I'm married and I have the cutest baby. Love you and the podcast. There is nothing quite like friends who won't judge you 
when you're doing something that's just eviscerating your dignity. Like the friends you can call and be like, listen, I need you to make a fake Instagram account and stalk my ninth grade boyfriend. He blocked me in 2013 and I need you to snoop and see what his new wife looks like and what they named their baby. And they agree without any follow-up questions. That's how you find out who your true friends are. I've noticed as I you know, made adult friendships, we talk about this all the time. You guys are asking me how to make friends as an adult as though I've ever made more than three friends as an adult. Um, but the, the lack, having no judgment is, is number one on my list. People who are not judgmental, who you can be totally open with, but also on top of, of not judging each other, you just, you really bond over if you're the same level of over it, you know, just over it, all of it. If you're on the same level there, that's really the strongest bond two women can have. <laughs> This episode of The Bad Broadcast is sponsored by BetterHelp. What is interfering with your happiness? What is preventing you from achieving your goals? Maybe you just got a case of the sads, which happens to all of us. BetterHelp is here for you. BetterHelp will assess your needs and match you with your own licensed professional therapist. You can connect in a safe and private online environment, and you can start communicating in under 48 hours. It's not a crisis line. It's not self-help. It is professional counseling done securely online. You can send a message to your counselor anytime, and you'll always get timely and thoughtful responses. Plus, you can schedule weekly video or phone sessions all without ever having to visit an office or sit in an uncomfortable waiting room. BetterHelp is committed to facilitating great therapeutic matches, so they make it easy and free to change counselors if you need to. And it's much more affordable than traditional offline counseling, and financial aid is also available. You can find the particular expertise that you need, and you don't have to limit yourself to the counselors only located near you. Anything you share is confidential and it is convenient, professional, and affordable. In fact, so many people have been using BetterHelp that they are recruiting additional counselors in all 50 states. So I want you to start living a happier life today. You know, I am a huge, huge fan of therapy. And as a listener of The Bad Broadcast, you'll get 10% off of your first month by visiting our sponsor at betterhelp.com bad. Join over 1 million people who have taken charge of their mental health. Again, that's BetterHelp. H-E-L-P dot com slash bad. Okay, uh, next she says that I got into his Facebook and and I saw he was cheating on me on our wedding anniversary. All right, first of all, normalize snooping. Snooping is my hobby. If someone is sitting in front of me and I catch a glimpse of their phone, I am not taking my eyes off their screen. I will read everything they're saying. I have perfected when I'm sitting on a plane, keeping my head forward, but my eyes to the side so I'm able to read the texts of the person next to me. In fact, on my flight home from LA, I was sitting next to this old lady. Found out her name was Paula because she went into her settings to turn her brightness down, but instead she accidentally turned her iCloud off, so I saw her Apple ID. Anyway, she was texting her husband, his name was Jim, and she was like, I miss you, I love you, I wish we were together, I'll text you when I land. And all he said back was, thanks. Thanks, period. I wanted to be like, Paula, you got to find somebody who treats you better than that. But yeah, snooping should be encouraged. Okay, maybe not encouraged. Maybe maybe just available should somebody in the partnership need to participate in it. I'm actually not going to offer advice on this because I feel like it's a personal boundary for people depending on the relationship. But I find it fun to snoop. I like to snoop. 
I don't feel like I have to keep an eye on things. I just, I genuinely like shoving my nose into other people's businesses. And also, does anybody else not know about their husband's life unless they read their texts? Sometimes I'm like, I'll, I'll have Matt's phone and a text will pop up from like an old friend or uh, like somebody he works with that has really good news. And I'm like, hey, that would have been great to know. Good thing I'm a nosy bitch. Uh, otherwise, I wouldn't know what was going on. Next. I for sure drove past my ex. This is this is the most common one. Men, women, girls, gays, theys. Everyone has done this. I for sure drove past my ex's house multiple times wishing I could see him when I was feeling sad and heartbroken. A couple months later, this is where the story deviates from maybe things most of us have done. A couple months later, I was observing a teacher for one of my college classes and I decided to take a detour afterwards, a full hour north to find his work and drive past it. I for sure got lost on the way home. I didn't have a car charger to charge my phone and I didn't have a smartphone at the time, so no Google Maps. I drove around in the middle of rush hour traffic until I could pull over at a gas station and buy a book of maps. A small detour turned into a three-hour tour and it was crazy and I knew it and I never attempted anything like that again. Yeah, I, I mean, I just feel like it's a rite of passage as a human being to drive past your ex's house or maybe their work, see whose car's there see who they're hanging out with. Why do we do this? I had an ex-boyfriend do this to me. We had broken up and he told me that he had driven past my work a few times, uh, which obviously is is normal. I've done that too. But I was working at like a little kid's gymnastics place at the time. So I was like, maybe don't drive slowly past a gymnastics place as a man in your late 20s with a mustache. It just, it, it's, it feels weird. Uh, next she says, after he broke up with me, I went to his apartment and stole all of his cleaning supplies. Side note, he's a huge clean freak. We got back together like two days later and I got to be there when he realized they were gone. He lost it. And I mean, lost it. He was screaming, slamming cabinets, you name it. It was incredible. He never found out I had taken them. The best revenge is always minor inconveniences. Oh yes. Oh yes, I do agree with that wholeheartedly that the best revenge is minor inconveniences. That would definitely be the best revenge on me. Like I feel like when I've gotten big news or some crisis has happened, like for example, when we were engaged, Matt got in a car accident. It was a whole big ordeal. Everybody was fine, but you know, it like takes months to figure out. It's a total nightmare, new car, insurance, all that. Uh, I kept my cool. I was level-headed. I did not freak out one time. But then like two weeks ago, I was at Chipotle and a car parked too close to me and I lost my mind. I was like, why weren't you paying more attention? I could have gotten hurt. Why weren't you more responsible? Basically what I'm saying is that bring me life altering news and like I'll work it out. I'll remain calm, but tell me the escalator's broken and I'll sob for 35 minutes. I also, I had another similar story submitted like this, but she had gone into his apartment and taken all of his food, <laughs> took all the food out of his apartment. Uh, but what I thought was interesting, she said something in her story. She said, I ignored, I ignored all the yellow and red flags. Why don't we talk about yellow flags more? Like they're not deal breakers, but they're definitely notable and you should keep them in mind. Just something to noodle on because I feel like we need to do an episode about that soon. Okay, next she says, I texted a guy who had just ghosted me pretending that I had passed him driving. I said, hey, I just wanted to make sure that was you. I waved at someone and I didn't want to feel silly waving at a stranger. I absolutely had not passed him driving or waved at anybody. And he absolutely 
did not text me back. <laughs> I've done this. I've done this, but let me offer let me offer some advice for those of you that want to do this. I used to just say, was that you? It's a little more vague. They're a little more inclined to respond. Like if I got a text that said, "Hey, was that you?" I'd be like, "I don't I don't know. What did you what did you catch me doing?" Because what if they are doing something really embarrassing and they think that you caught them? They'd probably want to know what you saw, you know? This episode of The Bad Broadcast is sponsored by Truebill. Let me ask you guys something. What is worse than when you check your bank account and you see that a subscription came out that you meant to cancel, but you forgot, and so it automatically charged you, and now you have to have this subscription for another month? And then by the next month, you've already forgotten to cancel it, and it charges you again, and now you're stuck with it again for another month. And this cycle just continues to happen. I can't even tell you how many times I've been in that situation. Truebill is here to save the day. Truebill is the new app that helps you identify and stop paying for subscriptions that you don't need, want, or that you just forgot about. On average, people save up to $720 a year with Truebill. Because companies make subscriptions so hard to cancel, Truebill makes it incredibly simple. You just link your accounts and Truebill will cancel your unwanted subscriptions in just one tap. I love Truebill. I have a really hard time remembering what free trials I signed up for or subscriptions I tried up tried up for, signed up for, and Truebill helps me cancel all of them so I'm not paying for unnecessary things. Truebill has over 2 million users and it's helped them save over $100 million. So don't fall for subscription scams. Start canceling today at truebill.com slash bad. Go right now truebill.com slash bad. It could save you up to thousands of dollars a year. Again, that is truebill.com slash bad. Okay. She says, my boyfriend broke up with me right after asking me to prom. And I found out soon after it was because he wanted to ask a different girl. We will call her Ashley. So I paid a guy in my math class to ask Ashley to prom during the lunch period before my ex could. Ashley and this guy didn't know each other, but I bought balloons at the school spirit store, wrote a card and paid him $40. She said yes. And my ex couldn't take her to prom anymore. Genius. Flawless. Perfect execution. I mean, I do hope that Ashley had a nice time with that guy because it's not really her fault. But $40 to disappoint your ex? Bargain. Bargain. Okay. Uh, Next up, she says, I was dating this guy for only four months, but I was convinced he was my forever. How universal is that sentence? If all too well, 10 minute version, Taylor's version taught us anything, it's that we can all relate to this. I was dating this guy for only like four months, but I was convinced he was my forever. Too real. She goes on, uh, three day, like three days after we had traveled to meet his parents, he broke up with me. I mean, who does that to a girl, but whatever. When he dumped me, I was hysterical. I couldn't understand what he was saying to me. And I was angry that I had just spent my money on a plane ticket to go meet his parents. When he broke up with me, he worded it weird and I wasn't really listening. And I somehow got in my head that he just didn't feel right because it's been too fast. So somewhere between I'm breaking up with you and we're moving too fast, I got it into my head that we just needed more time to fall in love. Weeks after he dumped me, I continued to call him and ask him to hang out. I figured if he has more time to get to know me, he would love me, right? I'd call, text, ask him to come over, ask for rides, ask for help with my car, When I was going out of town somewhere he liked, I would invite him. I did this for a good three months, convincing myself that things were not over between us. 
Finally, after so long, he had to dump me again and with more clarity. He explained this time that he doesn't love me, never has, never will, and we both need to move on. I blocked him on everything because I was so embarrassed that I didn't get the hint the first time. Looking back, I feel so bad for what I did to him and how sad it must have been to keep having to explain to me that we weren't together. That's sad. You don't need to feel bad. Uh, I don't know why I simped so hard over a guy who never even loved me. You know, I, I, I relate to this. I relate to this too much. But you know what I love in a woman? Self-awareness, baby. Look at you. Look at you getting self-aware, figuring it out, submitting this story means that you've grown. If you're submitting these stories to this episode, I feel like you've grown from the person you were when you did them, you know? Also, the amount of times I didn't take a hint would shock you. Actually, you know what? Maybe it wouldn't. (laughs) Maybe it wouldn't. All right. My college boyfriend always had his apartment unlocked. Shortly after a traumatic breakup where he suddenly broke up with me after we had talked about getting engaged, I really needed to let out a healthy dose of rage. There was a night when I knew he and his roommates would all be gone at a weekly thing they went to. So my roommates and I went to the pet store, bought 100 goldfish, and then went to put them in my ex's apartment. We put a few fish in every container so we could find it. <laughs> any, Sorry, every container we could find in the apartment. Literally every single bowl, cup, pot, Tupperware, water bottle we could find. We then spread the containers all around the apartment. So when they walked in, they were just surrounded by goldfish. I feel bad now because they didn't have a dishwasher, but it was pretty funny. These are the ones I'm talking about, guys. Just, just keep them, keep them in your back pocket just in case the opportunity arises. Also, it always shocks me how many of you have like the presence of mind to do these things right after a breakup. I was so worthless when I was heartbroken. The only thing I could get myself to do was like bite my nails and eat plain white rice. Those, that's all. So the fact that you, you were heartbroken and still able to do that, gorgeous. Okay, next. While we were in the thick of the are we breaking up or not stage, I would park my car outside of his house where I could clearly see the lights and TV were on in his room. And then I would call or text him. He would never respond and then tell me the next day he was asleep already. I'd be so angry, but I never told him he was, I knew he was ignoring me because I can see you was a line I still couldn't cross. Anyway, found out he was dating another girl during all of this. So that was fun. Dating bites. I'm extremely happy to be married now. Dating. Yeah. Dating is, is really hard. It's really hard, but it's also, it's, it's a necessary evil, of course. I mean, I would, I would honestly not even call this crazy. Crazy would be telling him that you are watching him. Crazy would be Joe Goldberg. You know, is that his name? I don't know. I don't watch you. I just know his name's Joe. I know his name's Joe and I know her name is Love. That's, that's all I know. Okay, moving on. Um, so I was 16 and really immature and the guy I was dating ended it with me and got with my best friend. Me and some friends were all riled up and decided it would be a great idea to get get a cup, pee in it, and then put the cup holder and put it in the cup holder of his car. We passed around the cup and took a little. <laughs> she said, "Lil Wiz, L I L W I Z, a Lil Wiz, in it and put it in his cup holder. He always left his car unlocked. We really showed him such a weird way to get back at someone, and I still feel guilty because." WTF. That's so weird. Uh, I think I've told you guys before that I went to high school with a girl who pooped on her ex-boyfriend's car. It's it's effective as hell. I'll give you that. Like it's an automatic loss. There's no getting around it. Things like that don't happen to you. Like you don't find a cup of pee in your cup holder and then be like, it really wasn't that bad. It's always as bad or worse than you think it's going to be. 
I don't know why I'm saying that. Like I'm speaking from experience. Luckily, nobody has left pee in my car for me to find. This one's one of my favorites. Uh, She says, this is a rather complicated story, but I'll do my best to keep it short and sweet. Love you to death, by the way. Okay, so getting right into it. This isn't a story where I technically got dumped, but you'll get why it qualifies in just a second. My ex who I had dated for about three years cheated on me with several women. When I found out, I was obviously devastated and I was so upset that I threw my phone onto the ground and it shattered. Not just the screen, the entire thing. Tragic, I know. I was then not only crying over being cheated on and losing three years of my life to this guy, but also essentially losing $1,000 that I had worked for. I broke up with him and blocked him on every social media platform I could think of and attempted to move on from the past three years of my life. One week later, I got a notification on my iPad, still didn't have a phone, that my ex was contacting me via Venmo. I guess I hadn't thought to block him on a money exchanging app. I opened the notification to find out he had sent me $1,000 with the caption, please take me back. I'll make it up to you. Please call me. He had a habit of buying me things whenever I was sad or if we had an argument. You bet your sweet ass I transferred that money drove straight to the closest Apple store and used it to buy myself an even better phone than I had before. And no, I never called him or unblocked him. And to this day, I have never spoken a word to him. Maybe I'm crazy selfish, but I honestly don't care. Hindsight, it was the best breakup ever. This is like God tier, gold standard, the type of breakup I just pray that you guys have, truly. And you know it's bad. You know it's bad. You know you've got all the power when they're contacting you through a secondary, a secondary app. You know, we've got our primary apps. We've got Instagram, Twitter, TikTok, uh, DoorDash, (laughs) all all the daily used ones. And then you get secondary ones. That's like Venmo, email. The amount of times I have emailed people, guys, it's, it's, it's not okay. The amount of times that somebody would have blocked me and then I would just email them, like, girl, where, where, where was, where were my friends? Why was nobody telling me, hey, don't email, don't email him. If he blocked you, he doesn't want to talk to you. Actually, when we were watching the All Too Well short film a couple of weeks ago, Matt and I got on the topic of our exes and we were just talking about him, laughing about him. For the record, I actually really like Matt's ex-girlfriends. Uh, both of us do not like my exes. But anyway, we were going through my email, looking at old, old emails that I sent guys I was dating or they sent me. It was so, it was the most embarrassed I've ever been. This episode of The Bad Broadcast is sponsored by Way. All right, guys, it's Cyber Monday. If you're listening to this episode on the day it comes out, today is Cyber Monday, which means the sales are insane. And it's the perfect time to try out new products that you've heard people rave about, or maybe you're just stocking up on old favorites. I know that's what I'm doing, especially when it comes to hair and body care products. I just feel like way is the way to go get it? So you can spend the holidays your way. Oh, I love the puns. And you can shop Way's site-wide Cyber Monday sale for 20% off. If you order today, you will also get a special mystery gift. Uh, by today, I mean Monday, November 29th, 2021. Today is Cyber Monday. So what are my favorite Way products, you ask? Well, I have 
basically purchased and used everything that they offer. And I haven't found one that I don't love, but some of my favorites are the detox shampoo, uh, the scalp and body scrub, and also their perfumes. Their perfumes are the only perfumes that I will wear. You can also choose your shampoo and conditioner based on what your hair is like. So if you have fine, medium, or thick hair, Way has a formulation that's just right for you. If you need to reset your hair and scalp, they've got the detox shampoo. If you need to heal your hair and regain softness, shine, and health, They've got the hair mask for extra protection from heat, dryness, and frizz. You can also use the way leaving conditioner. They basically have you covered from head to toe. So you can get 20% off of your whole order of cruelty, sulfate, and paraben-free hair care, body care, and fragrance products from way during their Cyber Monday sale today, Monday, November 29th. Just go to T-H-E-O-U-A-I.com. No code necessary. Everything's 20% off. Remember, if you order today, you also get a special mystery gift in addition to your 20% discount. No code necessary. Again, that's 20% off of your entire order at T-H-E-O-U-A-I.com. Okay, next she says, so I got dumped and I was so upset that I ran away to a forest two hours from where I lived, camped out by a river, smoked my first cigarette, slept in my car, and nearly froze to death. I don't know why, I just felt like what I had to do in that moment. Sure enough, the police got called on me and I was found. My boyfriend that dumped me had a new girlfriend later that week. Yeah, this is kind of one of those things that you think about doing, but like you maybe don't actually do. Like, you know, when you are not texting somebody back and you're like, I wonder if they care enough to like call the police or like call somebody to check in with me. It's like when you think about, yeah, if I had a funeral tomorrow, who would come? Um, but I am glad you're safe because for some reason, smoking a cigarette in a forest does not feel right. All right, moving along. Okay, this one, this one is is diabolical. I've actually never even thought of this one. Uh, She says, I was off and on again with my boyfriend for a few years. Over the years, commitment and trust issues were formed. During this particular time, we were trying things again. He told me he wasn't seeing anyone else, but I had caught him withholding the truth a couple times. So I was nervous and trying to find reasons to trust him. And so I did something very stupid. I logged into his Instagram. I stayed logged in for months because I wanted to know if what he was telling me is true. It definitely helped because he told me he was not talking to other girls so I could see his DMs and I knew he was telling the truth. But every so often I'd seen his recent searches, different girls that he was stalking and looking at. Logging into your guy's Instagram is a slippery slope. This went on for months. Maybe once a week or every other week, there would be a girl in his recent searches. And anytime I'd see that he'd he'd looked up another girl, I would look up this girl, compare myself to her, and then get mega sad, jealous, and insecure. Just wait, it gets worse. So there was this one girl. He was consistently looking at her stories, liking her pictures and stalking her. So guess what I did? I unfollowed her from his account and removed her as a follower. Yes, I'm a mess. Oh, wait, it gets worse. (laughs) I cannot believe I'm admitting this, but later I see a couple other girls that he is consistently looking at their stories and liking their pictures. So what do I do? I go and mute their posts and their stories so they can no longer show up on his homepage. Oh, just you wait. This is the cherry on top. There's another girl I see that he's been searching and liking her pictures. And at this point, I want to do something to scare him from ever looking up another girl again. So from his account, I sent one of her posts to myself to make him think that he accidentally sent it to me. I went into my Instagram and question marked it like, why did you send this to me? 
And he must have seen that he accidentally sent it to me and thought, oh my gosh, I'm screwed. So he totally covers it up and says something along the lines of how he thought I'd relate to the caption. And that's why he sent it to me. Logging into his Instagram turned me into a crazy person. Sometimes when you're insecure, you turn into a monster. And that's okay because insecurity is a horrible feeling. And when you feel it, you are not responsible for your actions. That's what I say anyway. So anytime you're doing something a little crazy and you're feeling insecure, just know that I approve of it. I'm also, I'm always, I'm shocked at how many people still have their ex's logins to things. I would have never told a boyfriend any password of mine ever, like literally ever, even my phone password. Like when, when we're serious, like when Matt and I got serious or when we got engaged, for sure. But when you're casually dating somebody, I'm not about to give that to them. Also because I have like the same password for everything. Like if you can log into my Instagram, you can now access probably every penny I've ever earned, uh, every credit card, every bank account, everything. All right, next she says, um, I know you said that we're not crazy, but we were being legit crazy. My husband and I went to his hometown to visit for the first time since we'd been married. I wanted to meet his ex-girlfriend or at least see her and confirm that he married up, but obviously he hadn't talked to her in years. He, he did remember her Snapchat login. See, why did you guys tell each other this? Uh, he tried it and it turns out she hadn't changed it. So we logged in and watched her stories to see if we could find her. We still couldn't find her. So we went on with our day. We actually ended up running into her that afternoon totally by accident. And I can confirm he did marry up. I get questions sometimes about exes, like talking to your husband about exes or not caring about people that they've dated or whatever. Matt and I, yeah, we were friends before, so we always knew each other's each other's exes. I was actually, uh, when we were talking about it the other night, when we were looking through those emails, I was remembering I was out of town somewhere and I was texting Matt and we were texting each other about our current boy, like boyfriend. I was texting him about my boyfriend. He was texting me about his girlfriend. And we were talking about how we like could go on couple trips sometime or like we should all go on a double date. It, it was it was really funny. But, you know, your person loved people before you. You might have loved people before your person. And that's fine. What are you going to do? I just think that every person you dated helped complete one piece of you. And then when you meet the person that you want to be with forever, you are complete because you had help from all the people who taught you about yourself. Uh, that is that is the hard part of dating is that you learn a lot about yourself and it's also the best part of it. But I have a very I have a very soft spot in my heart for people Matt dated and also kind of the people that I dated because they changed my perspective on a lot of things and I think I would not be the person that I am without them. And then I also just I really I have a soft spot for Matt's exes because they just they took care of him. They were really good to him and they loved him and I appreciate that. I appreciate that. Plus. I also just think Matt's ex-girlfriends are extremely cool and I kind of want to hang out with them. Okay, next story. She says, so I have 1,500 Instagram followers. When my longtime, that's an important detail, by the way. When my longtime boyfriend and I broke up, I started going on a lot of trips. So I went through and I I blocked every follower but him from seeing my stories. And all I did was post a bunch of hot pictures every single day. I cannot emphasize how long this took, but it was absolutely worth it. He watched every story within a few minutes of posting. I'm in a healthier headspace now and have since unblocked every person I know. Got to do what you got to do. I went through and muted everybody on my that I followed because I was like, I'm spending too much time on Instagram. I should mute people so like I don't watch a thousand stories and get distracted for hours and hours. 
I can't even tell you how bored I was. I cannot even tell you. I was like, I'm supposed to spend a couple hours a day on Instagram. I need to be living, breathing, and bleeding Instagram 24 hours a day, 365 days a year. Okay. She says, this was a friend of mine, but she said I could submit it. She used to work at a bank where her ex had an account and she would access his account to check on transactions. She would sometimes look to see what he was up to and if he was going on dates and such. I mean, this has got to be the most illegal, right? I guess it's not illegal to look. It would just be illegal if you told somebody. But if somebody had access to my bank accounts when I was in my dating years, I would have never gotten a date. I never had more than $200 in my account until I was probably probably over the age of 21. I'm actually not kidding at all. I remember when I got, I got some job, don't remember which one it was. And I got my first check. It was like $525. And I put that in my account and I literally thought I was Melinda Gates. Like I thought I was on my way to buy a Range Rover. Not kidding. Okay, next up. She says, my best friend broke up with her boyfriend. The following weekend, we tried to complete the gallon challenge, which I highly don't ever recommend trying. If you're not familiar with the gallon challenge, let me tell you, it's when you chug a full gallon of milk, cow milk. You just raw dog it. You just chug it. Boy, I feel like boys I went to high school with would do this all the time. I think you have an hour to do it and you can like also eat. Like I think whatever. I don't even want to think about it. It grosses me out so bad. And this is equally as gross. Uh, she says, we all threw up all of this milk and also pooped in bags. We drove to my friend's boy, my friend's ex-boyfriend's house, poured the barfed up milk all over his car, and then we rubbed poop under the handles of his car. I know that this is the reason I will go to hell. When I give this award out, I do not do so lightly, but I do feel this wins. <laughs> this wins the craziest. That is, I mean, I know I just said the bank one is illegal, but this, this has got to be illegal. It, that's got to be poisonous, right? I don't know. Don't trust, don't trust basically anything I say. I once said that pee was poisonous and then everyone DM'd me and told me it's not. So in my mind, poop is poisonous. Could absolutely be wrong about that. Okay, next. She says, one time I drove around for hours trying to make my car run out of gas. So I would have a good reason to call my ex and make him help me. So glad that phase of life is over. He was the worst. That is sad too, because running out of gas, two thumbs down. Um, I was dating a guy who didn't have a car. Okay, just soak that in. I was dating a guy who only had a scooter. He only had a scooter. And one time we broke up and he called me because his scooter broke down. And it was so much, it, it, it wasn't even as embarrassing for him as it was for me that I went back to a guy who all he had was a broken down scooter. That was what, that was what, and I was like, yeah, you know, maybe we can work things out. Maybe we can work things out. I thought that, I thought that we could. Okay, let's do this one. I enrolled in a class, a whole ass university course, because he said it was his favorite class ever. And I wanted to understand him better or some garbage because I hoped we would get back together. It was fine. I was super depressed and I didn't do all the reading, but I got a C, so I finished it. Why? Why did I do this? I should have just bought myself some shoes and moved on from his mediocrity. This is what I'm saying, guys. It's dangerous. It is a, it is a dangerous game to play, to fake interests. Because what if you had gone back together? Then you would have to talk about that class like forever. All right. That's all we have time for today. Uh, these were by far 
some of my favorite to read. I can't even tell you. I feel I feel equal parts proud and a little scared of you guys, which is usually how I feel. So it feels like we're on a good path. Uh, remember to subscribe, rate, review. I love you more than anything. Be safe, be kind, be hot. Bye. Thanks so much for listening. Remember, you can catch a new episode of The Bad Broadcast every Monday. Don't forget to subscribe so you don't miss anything. Also, I want to hear from you, so please leave a rating and review. You can also follow me on Instagram at The Bad Broadcast for all the behind-the-scenes action and more information. Talk to you next week.